supporting you in your dog parenting journey. The Dynamic Dog Owner with Debbie Potter. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Dynamic Dog Owner. So today's uh, topic is about letting your dog off the lead. It's a big question um, and it's a big sort of topic that has a lot of elements that need exploring. I think it's it seems to be that letting your dog off lead and being able to trust them off lead is almost like a bragging right. Um, may sound a bit controversial, but it seems to be sort of a benchmark of whether you have a good dog or not. Can you let them off the lead? And it seems to be something that everybody strives to want to achieve. Everyone's goal is that I want my dog to be able to go off lead. Whether that's because it is seen as being only good dogs get let off the lead or a rite of passage or an achievement, sort of a measurable achievement. I don't know. But it does seem to be a really common goal for many people. And I get that because naturally dogs need freedom. Um, but it does seem to be that million dollar question. When can I let my dog off the lead? When should I let my dog off the lead? And it's a really, really big decision. There's a lot of conflict over when, when to actually let your dog off the lead, which we're going to explore. Something I'd like to stress to everybody, whether you're feeling a little bit deflated or that you feel like you're not reaching your goals because your dog's not off the lead yet, is that there is absolutely no pressure to let your dog off the lead until you are happy and comfortable doing so. It's your decision when you let your dog off the lead. It's nobody else's and it's nobody else can have a say. Obviously, you might get people on your walk adding their two pennies worth, but it's your choice, your decision. You let your dog off the lead when you feel comfortable and happy and relaxed with it. And if that's never, that's not a problem. That doesn't mean your dog doesn't get a good life. That doesn't mean you're not a good dog owner. It means you're a responsible owner because letting your dog off the lead is a responsibility, not a right. Some owners do not have the right to let their dog off the lead unless they are responsible enough to make sure it's going to go well. So there is a lot of conflict over when to actually let your dog off the lead. Different people have different opinions. It is obviously unnatural for dogs to be kept on a lead. Before we domesticated them, before we brought them into our urban domesticated environments, dogs would not have been on a lead. They would have been free to roam. That's sort of a given. Dogs do need a certain element of freedom. They need to run. Dogs love to run. They love to walk at their own pace, to move from left to right. Modern gardens are generally quite small and they don't provide enough space for that natural freedom of movement to sniff, to follow, to track, to run and keep running however far they want to run. So there is a need for dogs to have freedom to help ensure they have as much physical and mental exercise as dogs need to stay happy, healthy and stimulated. When it comes to sort of times um young puppies so those first sort of couple of months a lot of people start letting their dog off the lead and i find that is because young puppies are very very good at lulling us into a false sense of security they're naturally quite needy and dependent in those first few months that you get in them because they're in a big wide world you are their comfort you are their source of food and affection and everything else they're quite needy it's a good time to start giving them a little bit of freedom in the safe areas. But what you tend to find is that 
as they start to develop and grow towards more independence, as they start to head towards their adolescence, they gain more confidence and then they start to think about roaming a little bit further away. So when those first few weeks, when they're wanting to stay with you, you think, brilliant, recall's sussed, don't need to worry about this. But often it then develops into them having a little bit more confidence. They start to roam a little bit further away from you and then you go, oh, maybe we need to rein this in a little bit. You've then got your adolescence phase where your dogs are driven by hormones. So it's the time when most dogs who have perhaps been given freedom too soon. And I personally think that is something we do a lot with dogs. We give them a lot of freedom too soon before we taught them how to act and how to manage that freedom. But adolescence, when you've sort of had them off lead, they become driven by hormones. They want to find mates. They want to go off and play with all the dogs in the park. They want to go and explore everything. It's a big emotional development in that period. And the dogs who are off lead, perhaps a little bit too soon, that's when we start to see a decline in their recall. And that's when people tend to start having struggles because it's their emotions that are driving the recall as they've moved from that dependent puppy up into an independent teenager. We all know what teenagers are like and they like to test boundaries. Dogs are no different. So personally, I do believe that we give dogs, not just in recall, but in many other areas as well, we give dogs too much freedom too soon without showing them how we would like them to manage that freedom or that choice, whether it be at home or in the garden. Let's have a first of all look at what a responsible dog owner looks like. Being a responsible dog owner falls under the Control of Dogs Act. The Control of Dogs Act is there to help ensure that dogs live harmoniously with us and that there are some rules in place. So it covers a few different things like having collars, tags, harnesses on your dog so that they are identified easily, um, microchipping, those kind of things. But it also covers whether dogs are out of control. Now, if your dog is off lead and you can't recall your dog in general or away from another dog, away from people, away from kids playing football, if you cannot recall them away before they've gone and done something, your dog is effectively classed as being out of control because you are not able to get them back under control instantly before a problem arises. And having an out of control dog does have some serious implications which are worth considering. Hence we say that recall is a responsibility for you, for your dog. It is a responsibility that shouldn't be taken lightly. Nobody wants to lose their dog. That's obviously the worst thing that can happen. But equally, nobody wants their dog getting into trouble in terms of getting into tricky situations with other people, chasing livestock, etc, etc. So begs the question, when do we start letting them off the lead? Some people will say, you know, when their recall is infallible, 100% they're going to come back to me every time. I don't think that's possible. I think 100% recall does not exist. Because quite simply, we can practice our recall in as many situations as we can try to do. You know, loads of different situations we've practiced in fields, in the park, we've practiced on walks, we've practiced near children, near sheep, near everything else. But you haven't and it is impossible to train in every single situation because we don't know what those situations can be. There is a, you know, an unknown number of different circumstances you could be in. So, for example, a couple of weeks ago, I was on holiday in Norfolk and I heard a funny noise, turned around and there was a horse galloping down the beach behind me. 
Um, thankfully, I had the dog with me who has a pretty good recall. I said, get here quick. I'm going to put your lead on. I don't think he's going to chase a horse, but I don't know. The fact that I could recall him and put him back on the lead shows that he was under control. He wasn't going, but mum, there's a horse. <laughs> Sod you. So for me, it's 100% is say unachievable. It does not exist because no one has tested it in every single situation. But we can strive for 99.9% of a recall. We are pretty much certain they'll come back, but we haven't tested it in absolutely every situation because it's not possible. So strive for that 99.9%. Some days I'll have a dog off the lead in one situation and then the next day I won't. And that's because every day is different. Every day is different for us. We have days where we feel more positive, more confident. We have days where we feel a little bit less motivated. We have days where we feel a little bit more distracted. No different for our dogs. So think about how your dog's feeling on that particular day. Think about the location you're in, what level of distractions there are. The time of year. Is it time of year when there's lots of pheasants around? Is it the time of year when there's lots of blowing leaves? Is it lambing season with lots of sheep around? What's the weather doing? Is it raining? Is it sunny? So many more factors to consider than just, is my dog good off lead or not? Because all of those factors will play a part in how successful you think your dog's recall is going to be on that particular day. So I personally have a checklist that I kind of mentally go through before I let my dog off the lead. And it's only if I can say yes to every sort of potential situation that I foresee is the when I consider letting my dog off the lead. So for example... Um, again, I'm using Norfolk because I was there a couple of weeks ago and it's I spent a lot of time out with my dogs and I can see sort of situations where I make sure that I am being 100% responsible. So on the beaches of Norfolk where we were staying, you have to go up and over a sand dune and it's blind. You can't see what's the other side. A lot of people were unclipping their dogs off of the lead and letting them run onto the beach. Um, absolutely fine. You know, if that's your decision to do that, that's absolutely fine. I get why they were doing it because walking down the steep steps onto the beach uh, with a dog that's very, very keen to get on the beach is not pleasant. You know, your dog might pull you over. But if you can't see what's on the beach, you don't know what situation you're letting your dog off the lead entering into. I Hopefully, if I've got two people with me, I send one person ahead and say, can you just check out what's on the beach? See if I can let them off on the top or not. If I can't, then I have to walk down the steps with them. Yes, it might be a bit of a faff, but for me, it's safety because I can go on the beach. I can see if there's a family having a picnic at the right at the bottom of the stairs. I can see if there's a dog on lead, a reactive dog. I can see if there's a horse on the beach. I can see what dangers there potentially are before I make that conscious decision to let my dog off the lead. And doing that just helps you to go, is it going to work? Am I setting my dog up for success or am I letting them off the lead? And just fingers crossed, hoping that it's all going to go well. And remember, this is where it comes into training, not testing. Am I training my dog or am I testing them, fingers crossed, hoping something's going to work? So I believe that we should be training 95% of the time and only testing 5% on those odd occasions where we can't foresee something happening, where something happens out of the blue, takes us unexpected. 95 of what we do should be training and preparing and setting our dogs up to get things right. Now, I've obviously got three dogs, which you know about. Um, out of the three, there is one that I fully 99.9% trust off of the lead. 
And that's mainly because he is so focused on me and we have such a strong bond that he'll do anything to please. He walks by my side by choice. I'm like, please go and sniff and go and have fun. But he chooses to be with me a lot of the time. So he's the one I choose or I'm happy to let off the lead majority of the time. But sometimes I still keep him on the lead. If you've got a dog that isn't good on the lead, obviously makes that bit challenging too, which we're going to address in a minute. Um, But he's the one I trust majority of the time. Occasionally there are situations where I still go, nah, I'm not going to let you off right now because there's a dog that's on a lead or there's some children playing with a tennis ball. Hmm, That's a biggie. Um, For him, tennis balls are the biggest distraction in the world. He loves them. As he's growing up, he's starting to learn that one isn't for me. Um, Mum's one is for me. So my eldest dog, Dave, does not go off the lead in public. I do not trust him. Not because he wants to run away, but because he doesn't cope very well with distractions. And he's very much, I'll be back in a minute. (laughs) He is getting a lot better as he gets older. But I still know in certain circumstances, his emotions around people and dogs are going to take over. So when he was a younger dog, when he was much younger, um, he particularly jumped. He he loves people. He loves dogs. He wants to be best friends with everybody. That, to me, is a red flag when it comes to recall. Because if you can't walk past somebody on a lead and not desperately want to go over and say hello and not jump at them, and you can't ignore other dogs on a lead, there's absolutely no way you're going to do it off a lead. So for him, in public, for his own safety, I don't let him off the lead. Because yes, he's got a lot older and he doesn't jump at people anymore, but he is still an enthusiastic boy and he's a big dog and he likes to bark out of excitement. So for me to let him off the lead in public, I feel would be irresponsible because I know he's going to run over to someone and say hi. I know that in that situation, after he said hello, I can say, come here and he'll come back. But on the run into saying hello, he'll be like, no, mum, I'm not done yet. I'll be back in a minute. And if I can't stop him from doing that, then that's not responsible. Now, he's got much better as he's getting older. He is doing well. He's doing a good thing. He's getting there. But I still don't fully trust him. Will I ever? Maybe when he's 10. Um, Who knows? My youngest dog, Fred. I feel every dog you have, you learn something new with. And you learn different ways and how to make sure you get success for the future. So Fred is two um, and he has never been off the lead in public. There's a reason for that because, again, I don't feel that he is ready because I haven't tested it in all the situations I want to test it in yet. What I want to avoid is setting him up to fail, which is what we tend to do. We tend to put our dogs in situations, cross our fingers and say, I hope it's going to work, which isn't ideal (laughs) we don't want that to happen we're we're testing them and I want to make sure it is training so Fred has been on a long line um, which if you've never used one before it's a longer lead of a fixed length so five or ten meters basically a really long lead but they are perfect go-between because they allow him the freedom to walk at a different pace to move left to move right to sniff to travel to feel like he's off lead but if he gets too far away, if he sees something and gets distracted, the lead is there to keep him with me. So you know, incredibly useful tool to practice 
in situations to make sure you're in control. You can almost, I think of it like a um, tightrope walker. If you have ever trained to be a tightrope walker, you know, you don't just go up on the high rope and go, let's see what happens. If I happen to fall, well, oh, well, never mind. That's me over and done with. Um, They don't do that. They test their skills first. So they work strongly on strength, on balance, on knowing the movements and practicing their skills. They then do it on a line, a foot off the ground, so that if they do stumble and fall, they're protected. It's only when they can do it 110% and problem solve at that really short distance from the ground that then they start to move higher. Eventually, when they go, yeah, I'm a good tightrope walker, I can do this, majority of them, we do have some crazy people that wouldn't, but majority of people will then have a safety net. They'll have a safety net underneath so that if it happened to go wrong, that you know 5% chance of it going wrong, because they spent so long practicing, they are still going to be safe. We go to training or we undertake training at home. We teach them recall skills. We teach them to come back to us. We teach them it's fun to be with us. Humans are amazing. Why would I ever want to not come back when my human calls me? We then put our safety line on. So our long line is our safety net. We can practice in distracting situations, ensuring they get it right. They only recall to us. They don't get to go and be free and ignore us. And then eventually we can drop that long line so that it's there in case we need to pick it up. And eventually we take it off altogether. Now, Fred and his recall journey has been a challenge because he is very, very distracted by the world. Um, Very distracted. And we've spent two years strengthening our relationship so that he actually wants to listen to me, which is a bonus. Um, We've then practiced on a long line in as many situations as possible, but still not for me enough to warrant him being off lead everywhere. When we were on holiday in Norfolk, I felt confident enough because on the first couple of days he showed me I'm okay. I'm not going to go too far away. I am not going to be distracted by the other dogs. I'm not going to be distracted by people. Once those couple of first days were out of the way, by the end of the week, I, for the first time, dropped his long line for the whole walk and trusted him. But I'd done my safety checks first. I knew that obviously the way the beach is, it's massive. I can see what's coming. If something's starting to enter into our environment where I go, oh, I'm not sure about this. I can just gently pick his lead up just as that safety precaution as the situation changes. I can see how responsive he is. I've got knowledge and I can pick that long lead up and drop it depending on how focused he is or what distractions come into our environment. But for a whole two hour walk, I didn't need to pick that lead up once. But he'd shown me before on lead that he could walk past people, he could walk past dogs and not be distracted. So I felt confident I could let him off. Now, Fred did test me once um, about a year ago. Um, I was popping some stuff in. I was at our work venue, so on a farm. um, And I was popping some stuff in the car and he happened. I didn't see it, but a pheasant popped around the corner from behind a bush. Because I had loads of things in my hand I was putting in the car, he pulled and his lead slipped out of my hand. Off Fred went, trundling across a field, chasing the pheasant as he went. It's his favourite task in the world, chasing birds. Um, Well, he's a gun dog, but he's supposed to have a bit more self-control than that. Um, (laughs) Off he went. And I thought, oh dear, what's going to happen? This is our test. What happens? Now, 
he ran and ran and ran. I knew there was a fence. He got to the fence. The bird went over the fence. He went, oh, didn't get that then, did I? He turned round and listened and recalled back to me. Yes, his recall worked, but it didn't work mid-chase. So he had to go and get that thing first and then decide to come back to me. For me, that was a test. I want to avoid those situations at all costs. Thankfully, the test worked. He eventually came back to me, but not mid-flight. So what did it teach me? We're not quite ready to be let off around birds yet. We're getting there. This time, I say it was about a year later, um, he did recall away from birds, seagulls on the beach. So we're getting there. We're seeing improvement. But that is because I have limited the opportunity that he gets to practice what I don't want. To where our long line comes in. Long line limits opportunity to practice getting a reward from going and saying hello to people, going and chasing birds, and ensures all the rewards happen here with me. So there is an awful lot about recall. It's not just about teaching your dog what the word means. It's about creating a history of learning. Every time you're practicing your recall, you are strengthening the cue, you're strengthening what it means and giving your dog almost like a, a learning history, a bank of positive experiences so that when they hear their word, they go, I could chase a bird, I could go back to mum. Which one will it be? Well, the last 20 times I never caught the bird or I never got to chase it, but the last 20 times mum rewarded me. So I think I'll pick mum. And that's what we need to teach them. So it's different for everybody. The important things are that you have trained your recall in as many situations as possible. So when you let your dog off the lead is an absolute personal preference. It's a personal choice and it's individual to you and your dog. But what we have to be aware of is their age. Are they a young puppy and they're staying with us because they're dependent? Are they an adolescent and likely to ignore us or have they matured? Maturity plays a big part in dogs making good choices. So consider their age. Consider how much you've actually trained their recall. So how much time have you spent practicing it? If it's a lot, brilliant. Then have you practiced your recall around as many distractions as possible? Are you 99.9% certain they're going to come back? If there's any element of doubt then it's not time to let them off the lead yet. And there's nothing wrong with never, ever, ever making that choice. Equally within your family, you may have one person that is happy letting the dog off the lead and one person that isn't. And that's fine too. <laughs> there's no right or wrong. In my house, I let Rem off the lead. My husband isn't actually that convinced. He goes, nope, we haven't got a strong relationship as you. I don't want to lose him. So it, for him, it's not a an option for some people they are a little bit more um, anxious about losing their dog for my daughter you know we do not let the dogs off when she's with us because the thought of losing them is just too much for her to cope with and that again it's it's okay it's fine to never let your dog off the lead we're so lucky nowadays that we have the option to hire dog walking fields they weren't really a thing 10 15 years ago now, every town or every area has at least one, if not more, dog walking fields in driving distance. So they are an absolutely brilliant way of giving an outlet for that freedom 
practicing your recall in a safe environment and then while you're working on it in real life your dog's still getting that opportunity so it may not be ideal having to hire a dog field but you're giving your dog the opportunity to display natural behaviors so to run to move to sniff to do all those things dogs do in a safe environment they cannot get out because there's a six foot fence around that way if it doesn't happen and they don't recall you when you call them it's not the end of the world but they are an opportunity to relieve that or give an outlet for that freedom whilst in real life you practice so one of the things that i would sort of have a look at when you're out and about with your dog in future is if they are distracted if they're not listening to their recall cue whether it be on or off a lead why what is their motivation what is distracting them what is proving more interesting than you if we understand their motivation of why they want to go and do something it gives us the knowledge to go this is a situation i need to practice in so i need to be for example in fred's situation i need to be more fantastic than a pheasant how can I make myself more interesting than X, Y, or Z, or a pheasant, um, or anything else that is in their environment? So remember that 100% recall is not likely to exist. 99.9% is where we need to be at. If you aren't sure that your dog is going to recall in a certain situation, don't let them off. In certain other situations, they might be able to. Practice, practice, practice. Create controlled situations to practice in. And remember to just be dynamic with it. It changes. One day it might be cool to let them off. The next day it might not be. But overall, responsibility. It's a huge responsibility to let your dog off the lead. It is not a right of owning a dog to have them off the lead. If you cannot trust them, don't let them off. And don't feel bad if that's not now. If somebody else's dog was off lead at six months and yours is three and it's still not there you are still working towards that goal. And often when we work towards it, we have a better journey and a more understanding of our dog. So we do have online programs where you can work with us and our training team through a series of pre-recorded online videos and group sessions online to discuss training and talk about things in a little bit more depth. There's a link at the bottom of this video. So if that's of interest to you, do have a little look. Don't forget, you can join our dog training community on Facebook a group of dog lovers um, sharing ideas, inspirations and having a friendly ear to bounce things off of. Uh, there's a link in the description. Um, have a wonderful week. Continue to be dynamic and I'll catch up with you very soon. Thank you for listening to The Dynamic Dog Owner with me, Debbie Potter. See you next time.